Welcome supers back to another Shark Tank Tank Tales interview. We have another super entrepreneur here for you. I am super excited to bring you somebody who was just in the tank on the last final season finale episode of Shark Tank season 13 with Kevin Hart, no less. Anyway, whatever you're doing right now, I need you to stop what you're doing and start giving some super claps. Everyone's going to know what you're doing because obviously you're giving the super claps up for our super entrepreneur today of Super Alexio. Woo! Welcome, Alexio. So happy to have you here today. Hey, thank you for having me. This is an honor. Thank you so much. Honor, honor is all mine. I mean, you were just, uh, are you able to say where you're heading to tomorrow? Yeah, I'm actually going back home to my country in the Bahamas. Uh, The prime minister of my country wants to meet with me and talk about expanding our business in my country. So this is like the final boss here. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. That is phenomenal. So, um, so let's, let's start. So what was your uh, relationship with Shark Tank prior to getting to go, you know, to even think that you were going to get to be on Shark Tank? So, uh, fun story. Well, well, my relationship with Shark Tank is non-existent. You know, I went in there like a regular schmegler guy. However, um, if you follow my story, you know, I've lost an incredible amount of weight. And, uh, because of where I used to be, I attracted, uh, weight loss TV shows that, you know, feature people that go from before and after. And I made it all the way to finals, but it didn't really work out for me. I ended up not being on the season. But the producers of the show kept in contact with me. They followed me on social media, and they saw the success of my CMOS brand. And they said, hey, have you ever thought about Shark Tank? You know, and I said, man, everyone's been telling me I should be on Shark Tank. It's my favorite show. I would love to be on it. So they were like, hey, apply by this date. You should be good. Here's a secret email where you can get like up to the front of the line. And I, uh, I sent an email to that email and nothing came back. Never got a response, never got anything. Three months went by and I said, hey, you know what? Let me just apply like a regular person because obviously my hookup email is not working. <laughs> Let me just apply like a regular person so I don't miss the window. I applied like a regular person, went through the whole process and that's how we got here. And we organically moved to the next level, the next level, the next level. I, I love that. So did, were, or, so you had you never really watched Shark Tank prior? Oh, no. I'm a huge fan. I literally, uh, Joe, I get no, no TV time. I don't watch TV. I don't watch sports. I don't watch anything. I'm always on my computer and my notepad or listening to music. Um, but Shark Tank is one of the shows that I would stop the planet for to watch <laughs> because yeah, I just always felt like it was something that empowered me, that, that taught me so much, you know. And uh, so Shark Tank is one of my favorite shows, and um, to be on it was a complete honor. And it was something that I always thought would be great, but I always said, hey, I'm not good enough for that show. There's no way they would even recognize me. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, no, I, I look. You and I uh, absolutely vibe off that same sentiment. I, my, oh, I don't watch TV shows either to a fault. Uh, my wife, you know, she, she's the one that watches TV shows. I watch Shark Tank. Uh, there's a like a handful of TV shows I've like ever watched personally. Uh, I just don't generally care. I watch movies. That's yeah. you know because because the time commitment. You know, you're, you're committing an hour and a half, and it could suck. But at least it was only an hour and a half, not an hour times like. 50 episodes for an uh, ending of a TV show that's like, oh, yeah, that was not great. That was disappointing. (laughs) I'm in the same boat with you, man. I just don't have the time. Yeah, I mean, documentaries, uh, I'm I'm partial, you know, part. I'd rather watch a documentary uh, in most cases than than even TV shows just to to expand the knowledge, you know. Um, So, okay, so you 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 get into the process let's uh so at that point in your business how did you start to uh balance that like okay we have to like do all the hoops that shark tank makes you jump through we got to get a uh we got to get a pitch together right i got to get i got got to make that happen and i still got a business to run and a life to live <laughs> right <laughs> 
Well, let's let's table the life because that's non-existent. <laughs> but you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. We have a business to run. So it was like, you know, the process was, hey, let's apply. Let's get all the documents that they're requiring of us so we could even be in the running, you know, because as you can imagine, there's so many people that want to be on this show. So it's like, hey, let's let's send them what they're asking, but let's also still be very proactive and handling business because with or without Shark Tank, our business was growing exponentially every single month from the day we opened a year and a half ago. You know, so with that, it's like, hey, we need a bigger place. We need more materials. We need better vendor management, uh, you know, purchase management, everything. So you're absolutely right. It was a whole operation to manage and to look over while trying to do something uh, that was even bigger. So it, it was definitely a challenging period, but we got through it. it. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where it always seems like that's the case, right? Like, I like I can't explain how we got through it, but we did, and I, I like I I couldn't break down the minute to minute or the hour to hour because it just kind of all ran together. Yeah, absolutely. That was my experience. <laughs> so okay, so. Um, going through like having that that amount of uh supercharged growth that you're experiencing in a business uh is like like i said it's that can be challenging enough on top of the whole like we we're, you know are we doing shark tank are we not doing shark tank are we gonna get through are we gonna is our pitch gonna be good enough is i mean heck even if you get to pitch you don't necessarily get to air right like that's like all these things uh, play play a part of it, and when you're trying to, um, so what? Like, talk, walk me through some of the things that you did to help prepare. Obviously, you were a big fan of Shark Tank. How much do you feel that that helped set the stage for you to be able to go on Shark Tank versus how much effort you put in to uh, like studying and stuff? Aside from like, how am I going to pitch this this thing that they may never even heard of before? Right. So I'll tell you this, uh, binge watching the show didn't prepare me to get on the show, but it prepared me that once we knew we were going to be on the show, what to do and what not to do. So you're absolutely right. I binge watched it and my directors and the highest level people in my company also binge watch Shark Tank because most important for us was we have a successful business. What if we go on this show and that we get such bad press or such bad reactions from the shark that our very successful new business now takes a tank because the sharks feel like it's not a business that's worth investing in or even worse, they tell the viewers, that you, as you've probably seen in past episodes, where they say, hey, please don't even support this business. So for us, the bottom line was making sure that we weren't the business that got completely crushed and lost their business because the Sharks didn't agree or like our business. Thank goodness that wasn't our, our, our problem. So I, I overcompensated and I overprepared to make sure that that bottom line wasn't our reality. Uh, once we actually uh, got on the show, it, it was very smooth after that point because we did all our scientific research. We had the numbers, we had the scientific data, you know, we had all the processes in place that they we knew they were going to ask for because we binge watched like 13 years worth of, of episodes to prepare for it. And, um, you know, that's just who I am. You know, uh, I'd rather be overprepared than underprepared. And um, that's what we did. We wanted to make sure that we didn't go on there and embarrass ourselves. That was my bottom line. I think we, uh, we did a little better than that. <laughs> I, I would certainly say you did. Uh, you know, the, thinking about the the sharks and the difference, uh, like, I mean, look, anytime we talk about health, right, I look at Mark and I'm like, oh, God, what is he going to say? Is he going to, you know, is he going to start spearheading this? Uh, and may, and hopefully to, not to the level in which uh, we saw not that long ago. What was it, the the minus cow bar or something like that? Where I mean, he literally lambasted them to the point where they couldn't even talk straight. <laughs> like to be able wow. to, yeah, like that was it was. I mean, so much to this point, like Robert pointed out, like yeah, you pretty much just bullied them into submission uh, and didn't even give them a chance to really explain anything. Wow. Um, 
so anytime I see that, I know like it's you know there's that there's that potential there. Um, I did you feel like that could have been a potential for you coming in with a with a health related product? Uh, you, do I feel like it was a potential for me to come into what exactly? So into into uh, uh, a storm from Mark, like you know, saying, "Well, you know, I I've done the research and and blah blah blah." CMOS, this is not this is not the real deal, or that you know, this something to that effect. Oh, well, yes. Well, to answer your question, that was actually my biggest concern. Is that CMOS? First off, CMOS has been around for centuries. Uh, back, it dates back as far as the 1800s when Ireland actually used CMOS during their potato famine after the war. You know, there was no trading, there was no money coming in or out, and they were looking for something to survive. And CMOS was that mineral, that plant, that everything that gave them everything they needed to survive. You know, so this dates back as far back as the 1800s, which might as well be AD, right? <laughs> so far. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's been around for a very long time. Uh, so, you know, we had the scientific data and the history of CMOS just in case somebody came and said, hey, what is this? Never heard of it. I, I would be able to say, hey, let's go back 300 years. It's actually documented proof that this was not only existing, but it saved an entire civilization. So I wanted to make sure, because I am a scientist first. I worked for NASA as an engineer before I started my own business. So my mind naturally works around numbers and science because people lie all the time, Joe, but numbers don't, right? <laughs> so uh, knowing this philosophy, I wanted to make sure I had as much scientific data and as much numbers as possible. So that if somebody challenged me in any way, I'd be able to back it up in a way that, that you just couldn't argue. It wasn't emotionally driven. It was factual, you know? So that was my homework. And I went on the show with that. In fact, I even got challenged at one point where they said, hey, how do you know this product has so many minerals? And the answer to that question was, we know it has these minerals because we sent it to a scientific lab to get burned <laughs> and to get tested, you know? And, and we had a report with like watermarks and PhD scientist that confirmed everything, you know? So that was my bottom line was not going there and being embarrassed. And um, that was the goal. Huge, huge. Like anybody that's going there with a, a the health related product, do that. Do what he just said. Do what Alexio just, super Alexio just said. Get the testing done. Have things to back up. Not just other people's uh, studies and things of that nature. Do the studies yourself. Invest in the product because you believe in the product, right? And 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 that's super powerful. But at the end of the day, like if you want them to be like, oh yeah, here's you know four hundred thousand dollars. They they want to see tests, right? Like you got to be willing to. You got to do that testing. You got to make it make it so. Make it make it so. Uh, <laughs> so. All right, so we, 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 you get, you're going to be on Shark Tank. You're walking down the hall. How are you feeling? Are you feeling like your hat? Because I, 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 I'm a huge, huge Kanye fan. Oh, and yeah, I don't yeah. know if you know, he actually yeah. went on a rant once about the word humble. He actually hates that word. I hate that word too. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> you know? Please do. I, I, I don't like I don't like when people say, hey, remain humble. First off, I feel like if you say that, I have to show you some kind of actions that's opposite of being humble first, <laughs> right? You know, show some kind of an ego, show some some kind of an ego trip while you're like, hey, 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 remain humble. But I feel like specifically, Joe, especially in our community, the black community, is like whenever we kind of make it out of a very uh very difficult system and we have some level of success someone is always trying to remind us to not get too excited not to get too happy not to get too joyous stay in a box and don't get humble don't get excited just kind of like you know tuck it under the rug you know that doesn't inspire me you know hearing stories like Kanye West's and other other uh, entrepreneurs that made it from poverty from the projects, from a single mom uh, household. When you hear success stories from people that went through the same 
things that you have, it fires you up. Imagine if that person never let it be known because someone told them to, hey, diminish that and stay humble. You know, I can't tell you, Joe, how many messages I've gotten since Shark Tanks aired a week ago from people that said, man, it did me so good as someone from the island that farms and grows sea moss to see someone on a world stage talking about sea moss. It gives me an opportunity to grow. You know, imagine if I was quote unquote humble and I didn't take an interview like this or I never talked about it or bragged about it or talked about how I prepared for it. There's somebody watching this interview right now that's going to be supercharged, super fired up because we're talking about it. But someone told me to be humble and be quiet, you know, so that's why I don't like that word. <laughs> you so. know, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's it's true. And I think, um, you know, I, I think a lot of people, I mean, I could go on a whole, I could talk about Kanye for literally hours, but I mean, I, <laughs> but I, I, you know, yeah. to me, when I tell, when I've told people that they're like, oh, well, you know, I, I mean, well, even look, I think, I think that it depends on what your perspective on the word humble is. Right. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, Kanye's mom, you know, said you could be a giant with your feet on the ground and your head in the clouds. Right. And, and I, and I think that's important, like as important as, um, remembering that, you know, we're all, we're all just humans playing the human game, right? Like we're, we're all just going through what it, what's in front of us at any given moment. And, uh, and I think that by being able to, to, to keep that in mind at all times, I think is important. So, so like, even, even that term, like the humble, like, I, like I get why he doesn't like it. And I, and I definitely resonate with why you, you know, expanded upon that. I think it's, I, 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 I think the, I think when I think of the word humble, I think of more of like being kind, you know, like stay kind yeah. to people. It, it, like it doesn't yes. matter how big you got or, or whatever, but I, I totally agree that like, look, you're helping uh, give rise you and, and other people that are in the CMOS industry. But in this case, you're doing it on a huge platform uh, to, to give rise to an, to an industry that didn't, you know, have that, that voice before that didn't have that stage, that spotlight before. And I think that by, by you recognizing that is, is huge, right. To know that like when you're speaking, you're speaking for the guys, the girls that are, that are CMOS farmers to the people that are shipping it to the people that, uh, or, or selling it, you know, or, or manufacturing it, selling it, like all of that. You are speaking for all of that, and it, you know what you say reflects on all of that, and that's that's important to be able to remember at all times. Yes, that it it, it carries a lot more weight now now that you're you know uh, you you have the stage and the spotlight. Yes, you know you know I, I agree with you on your definition of. I think most people hear the term "stay humble" as in. You know, stay kind. Don't get to. Don't become a person that where you think you're above everybody. And I'll never be that guy. You know, um, so you know maybe there's another terminology for that. But when I hear "stay humble," to me it says, you know, don't don't bask and don't celebrate in this moment. And I think like, yeah. man, it's so hard to get here. There's so many trials and tribulations, so many hard things, so many final bosses that I had to defeat to even get here and you're telling me that I finally got here and I won and I can't be happy about it. That's how, that's how I take stay humble. Like, don't be happy about it. Shh. <laughs> you know, but to your point is like, Hey, don't treat people worse. Don't feel like you're above anybody. And, uh, you know, stay human, stay kind, still treat your neighbor the way you would want to be treated. And I just don't think that's the same definition as, as humility. Yes. And I, yeah, I, well, I look, I mean, so many words have that double meaning or that, like, we think it means one thing, but like, it, if you actually looked it up, this is what it actually means. And that, and, to, and to circle back to Kanye, that's what he pointed out. And like, he's like, did you actually look up the definition of it? He's like, I, and I, and I personally can't recall that, that the actual definition, I should just Google it. But anyway, and the, it's, it, you know, I, I think a lot of people, um, have manipulated that in their mind as far as like what the meaning of it is. Or, like I did, certainly didn't look at you know know the definition of it. We don't. I don't. I must have missed that day in class. You know when we were looking up <laughs> definitions of specific yeah. words that people would throw yeah. around uh, yeah. later in life. But um, but no, I, I think that it, that's why I think a lot of people don't understand why he says that. 
you know, or yeah. why he, he, he said that because it's like in their mind, it's it be kind, be, you know, be continue to be a human. You're not, you know, above that, uh, you yeah. know, being human thing. So, uh, yeah, I think that's why it just, it's just like misconstrued or misthought of because people have this own, their own mind of, uh, made up of what the definition of it is or what the meaning, I mean, I guess the meaning is more, not the definition of the word, but, uh, so you're walking down the hallway. Uh, how, how, how are you feeling in that moment? Oh my goodness. Nerve wrecked, you know, uh, walking down. So the double doors that open up to the sharks, that's a double door before another set of double doors. So, you know, the original double door is open. You're going down a hallway. You see all the fish tanks on the side, all the stuff you see from the show. It's like, wow, I'm really here. Like, I've seen this on TV. <laughs> this is about to happen. And then for me, everybody's, everyone's asking me the same question. Like, when those final double doors open, like, did your knees buckle? <laughs> like, what happened in that moment? And I'll be completely honest. Kind of like Kobe Bryant in the fourth quarter, you know, it's like you have to show and prove his fight or flight now. You don't like for me, I didn't have the option of being nervous or like having my knees buckle or freezing because my entire team is depending on me, my community, everyone that sells CMOS. We're the number we're the first CMOS company to ever make such a, a massive platform. And I have to show and prove and everything I say and do in this moment. It's so much bigger than me. It's affecting people that I'll probably never meet in my entire life. And like me understanding that, I had to like put every emotion on the side and just perform. And literally when those final double doors open and I saw Mark Cuban and Kevin Hart, Kevin O'Leary, Lori and Barbara, it was like, wow, I have like some of the biggest people in the world in the front of me waiting to hear what I have to say. And I have producers that's been coaching me for the last few months. Do I let everybody down and get nervous or do I like show up and prove? And this is a Super Bowl moment. I can't sit on the bench. And literally that was my mindset. And it kind of like, like a blackout moment. It's like, it's an out of body experience. It's like, in my normal self, I would be nervous and I would probably freeze up. But in this moment, I knew I had to become a totally different beast and ignore every other emotion that I had and just perform. And literally, that's what happened. I blacked out and I performed. <laughs> if yeah. I, well, if I had a dollar for every time I heard that, the whole I blacked out, uh, I don't, you know, I, I got down, the, I started to get down the hallway and I, you know, I couldn't tell you everything that happened from that moment forward. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Your, your uh, double doors, it always remind me of exhibit uh, do, do, dog. I heard you love double doors. So we got your double doors for your double doors right there in the hallway. Um, <laughs> uh, is that a pimp my ride reference? Yes. That, that was a pimp my ride reference. <laughs> oh, love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't lost on you. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I love that too. <laughs> I I did too. I did too. Um, yeah. so all right, so so we you you start um out of the gate, you know. So you went in looking for five hundred thousand dollars for five yes. percent. Talk. Let's let's talk to that because okay. those generally don't work out really very well in the end uh, with that uh, large sum of money. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, uh, that's one thing I did not get from binge-watching Shark Tank, that they're not a fan of 5%. But in my mind, it's like, hey, we just did $6 million in sales in nine months. And realistically, to do 20% or 10% would have, you know, watch binge-watching, I didn't see too many people ask for, for a million dollars or more. You know, it was very rare. And I'm like, man, I'm going on here with as a CMOS company, a supplement that most people never heard of, and I'm gonna go and ask for a million dollars. You know, let me just give a small, this is my mindset. Let me give let me offer a smaller percentage so I can throw out an amount that's not too scary. <laughs> that was literally my mindset, Joe. And it wasn't until they were like, whoa, whoa, I'm not even getting out of bed for 5%. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you know, it, immediately when they said that, it was like, hey, I'm flexible. I didn't go there with like some like ironclad 
uh, you know, rule where if anybody asks me for anything outside of what I'm offering, I'm out. I didn't go there with that intention. I really wanted more than anything outside of the money because our cash flow is good, uh, our sales are great. So I wasn't going this uh, for the money first. I was going there for the experience, the relationship capital, the mentoring, and the coaching first. It's like, wow, if I get to work with a billionaire or someone that's worth three hundred million. I can learn skills where I'll never be broke in my entire life again, <laughs> whether it's this business or something else. I've learned the skills needed to make sure that myself, my family and people around me are good because I'm first generation. Every I was raised by a single mom. I was raised uh, in poverty. Very, very uh, humble beginnings. And you get your first or your one success. You don't want to think that that's it or get comfortable. It's like, hey, this is beautiful. This is really nice. But if I learn the skills that it took me to get here, I can copy and paste that to any industry. So working with somebody as smart as Mark Cuban or Barbara or anybody on that panel meant that, hey, I would learn the skills to always be a successful entrepreneur. So for me, it was always about that first over the dollar, dollar amount. And that's why I was so flexible. Like, hey, you guys want a bigger percentage? That's fine. But please don't just give me money and disappear. Let's work together. And I, you know, and that's why I said that in my episode. Like, hey, I had four offers at the time. And I said, hey, I want to work with the shark that wants to work with me. Yeah. I mean, it, well, it's, it's a, because as you, I mean, I don't know if you, did you know at the time that the amount of money you asked for is the amount of money you have to leave with at least? Oh, no. I, I well, when you say the amount of money I had to leave with, what do you mean? So five, so you asked for five hundred thousand. So it didn't matter. Like you could give up the whole company as long as it was at least five hundred thousand. Like that, that, that's part of, that's the non-negotiable part of the deal. Except you could go up with it. Oh, correct. You couldn't. Yes. You could. They couldn't be like, oh, I'll give you two hundred thousand, and and it makes sense from a, um, you know, you're in there for like an hour or so. Like if if you yes. could start slicing up, like oh, it's two hundred thousand or whatever. You know, instead of 500,000, all of a sudden it opens up so many doors and windows and it would probably get like real off the rails a lot yeah. quicker. For, for me, again, it was just about having the, the council, having the team, having the genius of everybody on that panel work directly with me, email me, text me, call me, work directly with me. For me, that was invaluable because think about it, Joe. If you were to ask any of those people on the panel, for one hour consultation, what do you think it would cost? <laughs> it would be at least six figures. And let's take Mark off the table because he's a billionaire. His one hour consultation is probably just ridiculous, you know? And I, I just, I saw the value in that. And I knew how precious it would be to work directly with any of them. And I wanted to make sure no matter what deal I walked away from, that that was the foundation, that we would have a real relationship, a real friendship, a real business partnership where I can call you, I can count on you, I can get advice from you, I can grow with you. And that was my bottom line. After that, the percentages and the amount of money was indifferent to me, if you were willing to give me that. And I think that's, I, I think the important part there is, is that you were able to convince them of that. Because again, coming in at 5%, it's like, okay, does he really... Does he really want to deal? Does he really want that partner or what, right. you know, cause they, it can go either way. And I think it, you know, we don't get to see the whole thing obviously. Right. So I think it's how you present yourself to them that enables them to, to, to understand, to feel that. Right. And understand yeah. that like, I, look, I can go up, like I am here to negotiate and not negotiate. Like, uh, how's six and a half percent. Can we do, can we do that number instead of like the, the 15 that you're asking for? <laughs> You know, that's something that I yeah. think, uh, you, you, you know, you just have to, uh, keep, you know, keep in um, mind for anybody yeah. going into the tank, they have to keep in mind that, um, you know, it can send the wrong message, especially if you're not coming off in a, uh, I don't know, genuine or authentic, I don't know that word's kind of overplayed, but kind of way where it's like, no, I, I really am. I'm, I'm here to work with you. And, um, so going into it, did you have a shark that you were in mind that you, or, or sharks in mind that you oh. wanted to, to get a deal with? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. You know what? My friends and family, they, they, they make fun of me about this ever since we aired. They were like, man, as soon as Mark gave you a deal, you shut everybody out. <laughs> and they were like, could you make it any more obvious that that was your guy? <laughs> so to answer your question, yes, Mark Cuban, I wanted from the very beginning. I actually wanted Mark and Lori because I figure I'm like, man, 77% of my customers are women. Lori is Miss QVC. Uh, you know, my grandmother growing up with her on the Bahamas, like she always watched QVC and HSN, like the TV was always on those two channels, you know? So it's like, I grew up watching HSN and QVC and it was like, man, I feel like my product caters to women. QVC and HSN has a huge uh, female demographic. Lori is Miss QVC, but I had a special connection with Mark, you know, um, you know, to me, he's like the real Iron Man, the real Tony Stark, you know, he's the philanthropist, the funny guy, he's wealthy, you know, he's into technology, I'm an engineer major, he's really into tech, and we're both vegan, you know, we're both plant-based. So it was like, it was every check, plus he's the most successful on the show. Success is never an accident, Joe. Nobody stumbles into $4.5 billion, you know? That is literal discipline and doing the right actions consistently for decades. That That is who he is. And as a young first-generation CEO, I knew that I can learn an invaluable amount of lessons from him. So he was always my first pick. And so when he said that he was out in the beginning, and here's the thing, as you know from probably watching Shark Tank, Mark Cuban very rarely invests in anything supplemental or food, you know? And I, I knew this going into the show. And I'm like, I'm going to be different. I'm going to be different. He's going to invest in us anyway. So he said he was out in the beginning. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I had like three other offers. And I, all I could think about was, man, I don't even care. Mark Cuban said he's out, <laughs> you know? And then he came back, you know? So to answer your question, Mark Cuban was always the person I wanted. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, that's, uh, well, that's why in the beginning I asked, like, cause uh, you know, he, he has skewered people uh, on it, but unfortunately for you, you had the numbers and uh, the, the science to back that up and, and to, uh, enable him to be interested enough to want to get back in. Uh, now, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, it was, it was funny watching, uh, you know, Kevin Hart, uh, you know, the distinguished Kevin from other Kevin, uh, from Mr. Wonderful, yeah. uh, the, you know, wanting to, okay, let's like, let's do something with, with Barbara. Right. And then, uh, I, I was, I was really surprised that it, you know, 5% was, was a, was a bridge too far for her to give up. Uh, that that really surprised me that that she wasn't willing to to you know when you're talking um, li- literally five five percent difference from thirty percent down to twenty percent it's five percent yeah. on her part and that, oh that's a, that's a bridge too far yeah well uh, that whole experience you know for me my goal was uh, hey I wanted to go in there I wanted to make a good deal but I didn't want to take a deal that I felt was uh underneath where we were or i took a deal that i sent you know keeping in mind that you know i i am a young millennial black owned business on a show where we're so often it's so often expected of us to like take less you know just to get in the door and i didn't want to be a part of that message i honestly didn't want to be a part of that i was willing to walk away and hold my value than to take a deal that i knew was less than we deserved just for clout or just to say hey we're on the show and we made a deal because there's other people in my community watching like wow you're doing half a million dollars a month in sales your first year in business why would you take a bad deal like that do i have to take a really bad deal too just to make it in the door I did not want to be a part of that message, you know, so I fought I fought for our value. And when Barbara wasn't willing to budge at all, to me, it just said that, you you know, you didn't value us as much as I value you. And I wanted any business partnership that I made on that show to be a mutual respect. Like, hey, I have so much immense value into you, but I also want to know that you have the same level of respect or at least see the value in us as well to meet us halfway. And uh, Mark Cuban and Kevin Hart did that without question. You know, every, uh, you know, anybody else that challenged that for me was like, 
challenging the worth of my team and what we've built and how hard we've worked. And, you know, for me, as much respect as I had for everyone on that panel, I wasn't willing to, to do that. You know, that's a, that's a great, I mean, that's a great point. I, uh, you know, feeling like the, the pressure of staying away from taking a bad deal. I mean, it's, it's hard too, because like listening to it, um, you're, you're like, you know, how much would it cost me to get that, uh, you know, that one-on-one consultation or something? I can tell you how much it costs. Well, at least like six, five, six years ago, I know with Richard Branson, you, uh, somebody I know spent like a weekend on his island with him. Uh, it was like 25 grand. I mean, he was with a couple of people. But so you're splitting that cost amongst, right. I, I want to say it was like six to 10 people uh, in that experience. Right. So, so you're like. I mean, if it's 10 people, that's 200, you know, uh, what, two, no, no, it's 2.5 million dollars. Oh, it's 2.5 million. So yeah. Well, yeah. Cause if you have 10 people times 25,000, you know, it's, yeah, it's yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. Well, well, right, right, 250,000. Yeah. But still to your point, it's very expensive. Oh and, yeah. And that, was, that was even a discount. I can't believe he, he met 10 people for a quarter of a million. <laughs> a weekend on his well because it was on his own island so you know yeah. he was already you know he's already there and he's just you know pulling in that was a steal yeah i and it is i it absolutely was i i mean if i had the money at the time i uh would have did it but i definitely did not have twenty five thousand laying around <laughs> uh leading up to having kids and stuff to just be like yeah i'm just gonna go spend the weekend and hope and i hope i learn enough to to justify and i probably would have but Point being is is that you know sticking sticking to your guns. Look, that in itself, I think, is a lesson, right? And and it's a lesson that even um, if Barbara wasn't intending to teach, uh, you know, well, she got she got taught a lesson. She'll get run over by Kevin Hart in a heartbeat, uh, you know, if if she's not willing to budge um, and uh, and and miss out on a on a great deal. And you know, what seems like to me in, in the 45 minutes we've talked or so far uh, a really great person that, you know, cares about himself. He cares about his team. He cares about his family. He cares about the the people in his, uh, in his industry and his, and his country uh, and, and understands the gravity of the position that you're in to be that first generation for, you know, first generation, first generation, first generation of all those things. So I, you know, that in itself, I think, is a huge lesson that uh, it can be learned not just, you know, by you for you, but also for anybody watching that, like, yes. you can stick to, you know, but there's a big caveat with that, Alexio. You have sales, you know, how many, <laughs> I mean, you know, there's so many yeah. people that walk into the tag and, and they just don't have the sales or, and, you know, or and the growth projection uh, to warrant what they're looking for. Right. And, and maybe we're at the peak of what it is. Maybe we're not, but you know, that when you back that up with science, with the numbers, um, and a great team, a great, you know, personality an authentic person standing in front of you, it's hard to say no. And, 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 you know, I think saying that, you know, you want somebody that's going to care and then seeing that Barbara's like, Oh yeah, 5% is just, just a bridge too far for me. Yeah. You know what might not have been a good thing, right? I, I'm true believer. Everything happens for a reason. Right. And yes, yes. I think to me that's, you know, she did you a favor because it probably wouldn't have been a good fit. Uh, ultimately, if, if that was the case, the deal breaker, right? Yeah, you know? absolutely. You know, when I heard your critique on that, because first of all, I had a watch party with like a hundred people, family, friends, dignitaries, everything from my country. And <laughs> during that part, you know, everyone's being biased, of course, because they love me. And they're just like, oh my, they were so unimpressed. <laughs> they were like, oh my gosh, like move on, you know? <laughs> you could, it's like watching a Marvel movie for the for the opening weekend in a movie theater. You hear everybody's commentary. It's so beautiful, you know? And uh, everyone had a very similar reaction to you. Like, wow, that was your deal breaker, <laughs> you know? And um, so, you know, to your point is like, man, if, if $50,000 was all it took for you to completely let go of me, maybe to your point, you're right. What would our relationship have actually looked like? You know, maybe you didn't see the value as much, so you wouldn't have meet me in the middle on other things as well, you know? So 
And, you know, I, I, to your point, I feel like everything happens for a reason. I love Barbara. I have so much respect for her. She's oh, actually one of my She's one of my favorite sharks. And I told her that, you know, they edited it out. But I was like, Barbara, I love you so much. I really wish we could have worked together. And, you know, she just said, oh, whatever. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> she was in character. She was having fun with me. You know, she wasn't serious. But, but you know, uh, I, 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 I know Barbara's story, her struggle, and how she got to where she is. I have so much respect for that woman, you know. And uh, she's definitely someone that I admire and I would have loved to work with, you know, if the circumstances were different. Were you were you excited? And, and all, all of those are very much true. I'm not trying to diminish that. But were, uh, were you excited that when you found out that Kevin Hart, were you surprised and or excited when you found out Kevin Hart was going to be on the show initially? Well, yes. I, I literally found out a few weeks before taping. Because uh, as a fan of the show and uh, growing up in high school, I, I, I wore a lot of FUBU clothing, you know, which is a Damon's brand. So, in fact, even some of the before pictures they showed on the episode of like where I was before the weight loss, the clothes I'm wearing in those pictures are FUBU, <laughs> you know. So I'm like, man, I'm going to connect with Damon. I've been wearing his brand forever. We're going to be able to connect on that and we're going to get a deal, you know. That was that was my mindset. And then they were like, hey, Damon's not on your show. Kevin Hart is. And it's like, wow. That's a curveball. <laughs> Kevin Hart's like a rock star. He's way beyond a comedian at this point, you know? And I was excited, to be honest. I was for a couple of reasons. One, let's just talk marketing. Kevin Hart's a superstar. You know, that's ratings. That's, uh, that's social proofing. That's everything in between. But what really connected and why I was so excited that he was on our episode is Kevin went through a major transformation. The name of my company is the Transformation Factory. You know, he went through a car accident years ago that changed his life for the better. He became very serious about his health. He became in the best shape of his life. He got super shredded and ripped. And like everything he talks about is about health and advancing his health and mental health now, physical and mental. So that's literally the mantra of my brand. So I'm like, wow, this guy hit a point where he almost died and became a Goku version of himself, the best version of himself. That's literally us, <laughs> what we stand for. So I was like, man, God has a sense of humor here, <laughs> you know? So I, I, uh, I, I welcomed it with open arms. That, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, uh, one of my favorite books is, was his first book, or audio, first audio book, I should say. Uh, is, oh, yeah? is his, it was his yeah is is uh, his first audio book was, was phenomenal An incredible story if you don't i mean i'm from philly so for me uh yeah. it, you know it, i got a lot of love there uh and i don't generally like comedians it's i have like <laughs> a very very small amount of comedians that i like and he is one of them um so so I, you know I, to me that's like because you, I mean, nobody would have expected him to be there. Like, that's not a name you would expect uh, to yeah. come up when you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going on Shark Tank. Like, it's, you know, or like literally any TV show and, and he's there, yeah. right? And you're right. He's well beyond, uh, you know, comedian, com you know, commercials, uh, yeah. anything, everything, anything and everything. Uh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely love him and respect him. And uh, yeah. actually, I, I, well, I haven't seen him live. I will be seeing him live later this summer down in D.C. So I am looking forward oh, to nice. that. Yeah. Yes, um, I love. <laughs> yeah, I'm. 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 I'm very excited to to get to go to yeah. see him. Uh, and I did see him at the Eagles game. Uh, the Thanksgiving weekend, I was at at the Eagles Saints game, and he was there like uh, right before they, you know, the the opening kickoff. He was on on the field. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't remember what he was doing, but he was on the field with everybody and, and all that. So um, anyway, so you you get to the deal. Now, did the deal with Kevin and Mark, did it happen as fast as it seemed on TV? Or was there a lot more time there between like when he ran Barbara over and, and, and jumped in with Mark? Well, the entire segment is about an hour long and, you know, they edited it down. Um, I will say that Kevin, Kevin was the first person to offer me a deal, 100%. You know, uh, it seemed, 
even though it was like probably 45 minutes to an hour, it felt like five minutes because of the adrenaline pumping. So it really did feel as fast as you guys saw it unfold for me. Um, but it was a much lengthier process. There were a lot of questions, a lot of scientific questions that probably was going to be too boring for the regular viewers, you know. Uh, they really do their due diligence, you know, and, and rightfully so. You know, they want to know that they're making a fair and a good investment. And I came there prepared to answer all of those scientific questions. So a lot of that got cut out, uh, you know, but I think someone like Mark Cuban really uh, respects and appreciates the extra details in knowing that we've covered everything. And ultimately, he came back and changed his mind because of that. Yes. Yes, he did. So after you get out of the tank, you're just, I, I imagine you're super pumped. You, you got super. yourself a deal. You got Kevin Hart, Mark Cuban. Uh, yeah. I mean, got to be sitting on top of the world. Uh, what you get back, back home. What's, what's, what's going on? What's the first things you're doing? So I actually flew my family uh, to California with me. So I had my mom, my little sister, my grandmother, uh, who's the reason I even started this business. I, I just wanted to build her immune system. And so I was making CMOS to put in her coffee and people kept asking me to make some for them. So I brought everybody that was a part uh, uh, of this process with me. So once we filmed, I get on a golf cart because, you know, you had this huge stadium in California where they film a different movie in every building. <laughs> you know, we're driving around and who do I see? Kevin Hart and his team on their golf carts. And immediately he sees me and he goes, hey, partner, <laughs> you know, and it was just like a beautiful moment. You know, after that, I go back to my trailer. I uh, talk to uh, some of my new investors' teams, you know, because they have a whole team behind them. And they're like, hey, we're going to be looking for this, this, look for this email. Okay, I gathered my stuff and I went back to the hotel. And I remember having dinner with my mom, my little sister, my, uh, my grandmother, and telling them the good news, you know, and just everybody bursting with excitement and, you know, so happy, you know. Uh, it was a surreal moment. We're in Beverly Hills. We're in California. And um, we're literally celebrating, like, a moment that you could never write. Like, are you kidding me? We made it to Shark Tank. We made a deal. We made a deal with the biggest sharks. It was like such a big full circle moment. And um, it, it's literally a moment I'll never forget. Oh, man. So yeah. uh, you get so did you did you stay longer in California since you brought everybody? Did you get to did you go to Disneyland at all? So you know, we didn't go to Disneyland, but we definitely stayed in California. Disneyland, yeah. We we didn't we didn't go there, but we you know we're from South Florida, so we have Disney World. <laughs> it's like I'm sorry, it just you know it's much a much bigger park, you know. So it I is. guess we, it's like being from the Bahamas and then being excited to go to the beach in Florida. It's just not the same, <laughs> you know. So Disneyland, no, but we did stay like an extra three to four days and just enjoyed California some vegan restaurants, the mountain views, the, the rides, uh, the malls, and just really soaked it in everything. My mom actually had an eviction notice on her house when I started this business. And I was giving CMOS away for free to nurses because I knew they were around COVID patients and this would help them. So when they asked, I just gave it away. You know, I had no intentions on making money from this or, or starting a business. And to go from there to my family being up till four in the morning, helping me pack orders, to me putting myself in the hospital, and then to us making it on Shark Tank and a deal, it's like it's like a Disney movie. You know, it sounds it almost sounds unrealistic when you when you play it from beginning to end. So I definitely wanted to celebrate with my family and my friends and to thank them and celebrate them and to just have that moment and to live in that moment. No matter what happens tomorrow or whatever, we have this moment right now, <laughs> you know. And I wanted to acknowledge that and celebrate that, and we did. That that is awesome. Yeah, Disneyland. I, you know, the first time I went there, I was like, ah, I don't see. I'm a huge Disney World fan. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't as impressed until the sec a year later after I went for the first time ever. I went back for a race and. Uh, you know, that's when I really fell in love with Disneyland. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of special things that are going on here at Disneyland that aren't in Disney World. But it took me yeah. to my second trip there to actually, yeah. like, really appreciate it for what it is and 
and all, not just because Walt was there and built it in Walt's part. Like that's cool, and I I appreciate that. But like, it's it, it to me, I actually like it a little bit better, but for different reasons than Disney. Disney World's a great vacation. Disneyland is like being in a piece, like in an artwork, like a like a art piece, um, yeah. and that is why it to me it's so like one of the reasons it's so special. But okay. um. So with so business wise, so I mean, I, I imagine did you get nervous because you you weren't on till the season finale and you don't find out until like three weeks before, like three you weeks nervous. before. You know your stuff, sir. Oh, I know, I know, man. I know. <laughs> so yeah, so you're absolutely right. They tell us that hey, if you air, if you're going to be on the show, you will know three weeks ahead. I have a really funny story, Joe. So when I applied to be on Shark Tank. I didn't have a domain yet. I was just selling on Etsy.com, which is like a farmer's market, Amazon. So I didn't have like an actual domain or anything. I started on Etsy because, again, I wasn't doing this to make money. I just figured, hey, I'm getting 40 orders a week. I'm writing everyone's address in a composition notebook like it's the Flintstone ages. I'm like, it's got to be an easier way. Let me just create a page so people can submit their own stuff. And so anyway, we're, we're on Etsy. And um, I'm sorry, what was the original question? I had a point. Uh, were you getting nervous because of that? But by the way, I didn't realize that you could sell um, supplements on Etsy. On Etsy, yes, yes, yes. I, did not, I was not aware of that. So to answer your question, I did get very nervous because they said we would know three weeks ahead of time. And I kept telling my family, I was like, you know, this is months before the season finale. I was like, maybe we're the season finale because the way they filmed my episode is almost like they set us up for a home run. You know, it's a lot that you guys didn't see, but like there were a lot of great things that happened on that set. That was just so beautiful. And I was like, man, they really like I feel like they set me up for like a main story of the season. But then um, as time went on. It's like, wow, we're four weeks away from the finale. We have no email. <laughs> what does this mean? And then three weeks away from the finale, we still had no email. So I'm like, okay, we definitely didn't make the show. They said we would know three weeks uh, in advance. So I had signed up for, uh, for Shark Tank with my old email before I had my business domain email. And... That old email gets all the PayPal transactions from Shopify, all the spam. It's like 300,000 emails in there now, you know? So I don't check it at all, Joe. I don't check it at all. And I'm just like, I remember reaching out to Mark Cuban's team and I said, hey, if we're, really, if we're going to be on this show, can somebody let us know? Because we have materials to buy and we want to be prepared for the influx of orders and we can't do that if we know a week in advance. Can somebody tell us something? And I just remember them replying like, hey, just be prepared for the season finale. <laughs> and I remember like spazzing out when I read that, like, holy crap, we're going to be the season finale. And then I, I said, you know what, let me go in Gmail and just type in Shark Tank, you know, to do an overall search of all my emails. What was sitting in my inbox, Joe, for like a week and a half? A congratulations email sent to my old email telling me that we were going to be on the show that I never saw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, to answer your question, I was very nervous that we weren't going to be on. And for no reason at all, because it was sitting in my email for weeks. And I just didn't check my old email. Embarrassing. <laughs> so, so I kind of had an inkling that it would be. In fact, I wrote it in my calendar that I was like, Kevin Hart's going to be on the final episode of Shark Tank. And the reason I guessed that was because after um, the first episode that he was on, uh, I had Manuel from Black Sands, uh, Black Sands oh, Entertainment. Yeah, yeah we filmed my, the same day. And he mentioned that there was other there was other people that filmed that same day, and I was like. Okay, yeah. so they have yeah. to. There's going to be a second episode, yeah. and as we got deeper and deeper into the season, I was like, okay, that has to be because on the Wikipedia page, it actually updates like the the release dates, and they even they aired an episode on Monday, which had to be killer. I haven't um done that episode yet, uh, because they they moved it for uh, a Ukraine Russia war special, so they put mm -hmm. it on a Monday. I was like, I can't stay up till 
one o'clock in the morning to do that on a Monday. It's just not going to happen. So I have to, I have to get back to do that episode, but, um, but the, yeah, I, I, I knew once I saw like, okay, 24 episodes, like they're not going past this point. Probably that has to be the Kevin Hart episode. And here we are. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember if Manuel said that in the, inter- uh, the interview was like an hour and a half long. I don't remember if he said it in the interview or after the interview, I'm going to say it's in the interview somewhere, I think, but <laughs> we, you know, funny, funny story. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Black Sands and I've been buying their comics for years. And then I'm on set and they're wearing these T-shirts. And I'm like, man, these characters look so familiar. And then I, I focus and I'm like, yo, you're Black Sands. And I'm like, I started like fanboying. I'm like, yo, congratulations, you made it to Shark Tank. <laughs> and they're like, oh my gosh, you're on the same show as us. What are you talking about, <laughs> you know? And then um, we filmed the same day and we got to deal with the same two sharks. Like that, that just can't be a coincidence, you know? No. So, so I just thought that was a beautiful moment for both of us, you know? It's like, here I was like, as a fan, uh, you know, buying their stuff for years. You know, and here they were making a deal on Shark Tank, you know, so uh, full circle moment. Beautiful, beautiful uh, memories. Absolutely. So you find out that, you you know, you're going to be on the, the season finale. Uh, go like what 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 happens next? Like leading up to like you, you're going to do a, a launch par- or a, a, a viewing party. Like yes. well, what's all the things that, you you know, you had to go through to make all that happen and get things uh-huh. set up so that your site don't crash and so that yes. you're you know not going to be like oh we got a problem like we got a problem and now you're pulled away from however many people you have at your launch your uh, viewing party well to answer your question one i have an incredible marketing team from my uh, seo guy to conversion rate optimizer to our web developer to our ads person we prepared for this even without knowing an official date because we knew we wouldn't have enough time to just start everything. So we're on Shopify. We literally reached out to Shopify and said, hey, we don't want to crash. We're going to be on Shark Tank. Their response was Kylie Jenner is on Shopify. If she's good, you're good. (laughs) They said it in the most professional way, (laughs) you know, pretty much like, hey, we can handle you, you know. And um, so we had everything in place. We, we had so many, my executive assistant had like an emergency plan post the show and everything like that. Once we got the news, we told our vendors right away. We had warned them months leading up to like, hey, we might be on Shark Tank and they were all excited and we're like their local hero. And then it was calling them and saying, hey, we're definitely on Shark Tank and we're the season finale. If we ordered four times the amount of our regular orders, could we get it without like having to wait weeks or months? And they literally moved the mountains to make sure that we had supply. So we got everybody on code. We called our customer service team. We called our marketing team. We called our warehouse team. We had an emergency meeting. Everyone's spazzing out, everyone's super excited, but everybody also jumped into high gear. Like, wow, this is a a blessing. This is a huge opportunity. Let's not drop the ball. We're literally Kobe Bryant in the fourth quarter. Let's go, (laughs) you know? So everybody, you know, I have an amazing team. I love them to death. I'm so grateful for, for the team I have because every single person jumped on board and made sure that we had a successful launch. And, um, we did about three months worth of our typical orders in five hours. <laughs> so we definitely needed to have that meeting. <laughs> yeah. That's so, so, so cannot be understated. The power of having the right people and a team put yeah. together. Uh, and especially when it's crunch time, right? Three, three yes. months of orders, especially cause you weren't doing, it's not like you were doing, you know, $4,000 a month or something no. like, you know, some insignificant amount of sales. Uh, yeah. That That's a lot, you know, to, to put together uh, all at once, all at once and make it so that um, you're able to, you know, meet that demand. And, and yeah, I mean, it seems like Shopify, uh, while I personally don't use Shopify, I, I, I use WooCommerce. I don't have nearly the amount of traffic coming to, to the site uh, that, that you, you know, anybody that's been on Shark Tank has. Uh, I think that they have, you know, really changed the game 
uh, for for those in, you know independent small business owners that are doing sales online to be able to go and, and jump on a you know a platform like Shark Tank or or any kind of large notoriety platform um, and and be able to deal with that traffic and be able to not have things you know fall apart on them like so many horror stories that I've heard in the, from the past. Yes, yes. That was my concern. I didn't want to fail our customers. I didn't want new customers that never heard from us before to have a terrible first experience. And that's still my reality. We have 12,000 orders in the queue right now as we speak. And I want to make sure that when we fulfill those orders, that their experience uh, continued from the show. Like if you bought because you were very excited from the show, you wanted to support and then you get your package and you feel good about it. It's like it's like a beginning, middle, and end of the story, you know, versus seeing that getting a package very late or not at all or damaged, it like it broke that fantasy for you. So um, for me, I'm, I'm really big on making sure that they get, uh, we retain those customers. We, we, we convert most of them into long-term. Oh, I, I love it. I love it. And ha so how did you find out about my video uh, to be, a little <laughs> you know, selfish for a second? Well, actually, uh, someone from the CMOS community, uh, there's a big Facebook group with like a bunch of CMOS businesses where we just trade advice and tips and stuff to grow the community. And they were all very excited. They're like, oh, my goodness, a CMOS company is going to be on Shark Tank. This is great for everybody, you know. And somebody in that group dropped your video. And they also uh, text me just in case I didn't see the Facebook posts, which I didn't because I was getting bombarded with messages. <laughs> I bet. So they text me directly. It's like, hey, did you see this video? And I was like, no, and, you know, I didn't know if they were telling me, hey, did you see this? This is bad. Or, hey, did you see this? This is good. So I just clicked the video. And within the first like eight minutes, I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. Someone's critiquing my uh, Shark Tank pitch and they have great things to say, you know. Um, so it, it really it just made a beautiful moment even more beautiful. So, uh, yeah, definitely. that uh, Your video made my day. Oh, I'm so happy to happy to play a small, 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 tiny fraction of a uh, point of of that. It, uh, it it definitely makes all of this worth uh, worth doing, and uh, and and fake you know can help other people and help you know help you and help you know all the other people that have been on Shark Tank and every you know to me it's it's that's what's really important. That's why I'm doing it. Like it's not to be funny or you know even to a certain level entertaining because. You know, to me, I I know that every person that comes on Shark Tank, like the sharks are playing characters to a certain extent. You're not like I mean, you might be, you know, exaggerating in some some sense. But like at the end of the day, you're being the real person that you are. Right. And that's the uh, and you're also not a public figure like the sharks are. So it's a little easier to like, you know, lay it on on them. But but like, you know, it's your real business. It's your real uh, livelihood it's your real story and and all that and and i think that it's so important for people to um take that and 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 realize that like yeah you could make a video making fun of every person that's been on shark tank or the greatest blunders or whatever but at the end of the day like they believed it you know uh, assuming that they're coming from a place yeah. of of uh you know being genuine and authentic it's you know i always say like you know, sometimes, sometimes, uh, you know, I, I know I've been told that I can be too nice <laughs> in some of these. And I'm like, look, they're still real people. And if you really listen to what I'm saying, if you really follow, like, if you read between the lines, you might see that, like, I'm being nice, but I'm super skeptical, <laughs> you know, or, or, or not, like, fully uh, buying into what's being said. And at the same time, they're real people so like lambasting somebody that's not that's not what's going to happen that's not being super right being the best version and encouraging other people to be the best versions of themselves and uh at the end of the day i think that's that's what's you know most as important as the business aspect as the learning aspect as the all of it together so uh, i'm glad that it was able to play a small role in your uh in your awesome experience yeah, thank you. I played a big role. I appreciate you. And um, it was an honor to be on this show and to make it full circle. So uh, thank you for this experience. 
you are so welcome. So what's the future hold for you, Super Alexia? Well, I'm actually on a flight in the morning to my country in the Bahamas. Uh, the prime minister of my country wants to meet me. Uh, we also have uh, talks of expanding into the Bahamas and doing some pretty cool things that uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, to meeting uh, you know, our country's leader and seeing what we can do as far as expanding, creating jobs for Bahamian people. And, you know, it became so much bigger than myself. And and for me, that, that makes me really happy because seeing how this affects my life, my family's life and people in my immediate circle is one thing, but seeing it transcend past that to people I'll probably never meet it's like mind blowing to me. It's so much bigger than me. And I have to remember that anytime it gets challenging, like, hey, there's people that you will never even meet that's being affected by your actions. And so, I mean, we're a week out since we aired and I'm about to meet my prime minister. So things are moving really, really fast. Uh, I could definitely use some more sleep. <laughs> you know, I don't think I've gotten much of it in the last seven days. But no complaints at all. I'm super grateful. That, I mean, look, I, I can't thank you enough for taking time. I mean, you could be sleeping, relaxing, doing literally anything else right now before your flight. When do you, when do you leave? Like first thing in the morning? Or? Like six in the morning. In the morning. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. But, but that, that, a six in the morning flight, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that means you got to be at the airport. Flight. Right. So you got to be at the airport before that. I mean, you got to get up early. Man, and you're here. Yeah. It's like 8 o'clock, 8.20 at night. <laughs> Yeah, Alexio, yeah. Super Alexio, thank you so much. Please tell everyone where they can go to get their CMOS. Well, you can go, you can buy our CMOS at CMOSTransformation.com. You can also follow our Instagram at CMOSTransformation uh, as well. Awesome. And they absolutely should. I'll have links down below. One more yeah. time, I need super claps for Super Alexio. Again, thank you so much. And thank you for watching all the way to the end. Uh, if you haven't watched this pitch, uh, you go up here and watch it. If not, we'll see you in the video down below. Take care and go be super. All right. Take care, everyone.